As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. It's Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott and myself. And we're going to talk about picking sides in important financial debates. Now, it's kind of funny because every time we do something like this, you know, financial professionals can just go, well, it depends. And that's like, seems like that's <laughs> the default answer. And, and it truly is because, you know, Charles, a lot of this stuff is, is um, I don't know, it's like a fingerprint, right? Like we all got them. You know, so yeah. they're so they're universal. But then when you really you know zoom in, like every you know fingerprint's different, right? And so every kind of financial situation is different. So the depends thing is really not meant to be annoying. It's true. It really kind of depends on a lot of this stuff. However, with that said, we're just going to see if we can pick some sides or or even just talk through some of these important financial debates. A lot of good stuff on here. So we'll just yep. dive in and get going. What's going on, my friend? You doing all right? Uh, it depends. Yeah, <laughs> nice. It nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Are you doing all it's, right? Why not? I like that. That's a good answer. Well, I, I don't know. I don't have a really good idea why. So why not? Okay. No barometer. Yeah. No barometer. I, you know, you 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 rarely hear me whine and complain um, on the air. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, no, Sherry gets all that. <laughs> yeah. I felt well, sometimes this is true. So. <laughs> well, let's let's jump in and tackle some of this stuff. Uh, let's start with the biggie because this is the one that, that people are definitely divided on. Uh, you, you know, whether it's the uh, advisors, the industry, you know, clients, whatever the case is, but around the house, right? So that concept yeah. of you should always pay off the house as soon as you can. Uh, yeah. You know, it's. I don't think either one's necessarily a wrong answer, but let's get your, the pros' uh, opinion here. What do you think? Okay. Well, you led me right into that one. Fed me the easy answer, and that's it depends. Oh, all right, um, right. no, 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 no. Because again, yes, it does. To me, it's an old-fashioned idea. The, the burn your mortgage when you finally paid it off. I think it's great, but you can't take equity to the store and buy groceries with it. You right. can't tear off a. I mean, I've said this before. Um, could it be a good idea? Absolutely. It might be. It might be the best idea ever. But it just is going to, it makes a difference on what else is going on, what yeah. other financial assets, what other expenses you have, how you want to deal with it. the expenses of having the house other than the mortgage right. don't go away. Um, no, I mean, houses so, cost money. We, you and I were just joking before we started that we both did yard work this uh, the long weekend, the Memorial yeah. Day weekend, and there's always yeah. something to do. Yeah. Oh, no, always. And and if you don't like doing it, then it gets really expensive. We have a tendency. We know what <laughs> we've, yeah. we just, just like in the, the financial world, we know what we don't know, but we know somebody that does know it. And, in and the, everything's expensive right now. So And, and in the handyman world, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we're actually reasonably decent at doing, Me too. but yeah. then when we, it's like, okay, no, I am not going to do that because right, I don't know right. how I could spend hours and more money trying to fix what I mess up yep. and just fire, getting the right guy, having it done. Yeah. And certain tradespeople, so, man, are worth their weight in gold. They really are. Oh, right? absolutely. So, yeah. And they're hard to find. And they're hard to find good ones. Yeah, for sure. I'd say the mortgage thing, it's not an easy answer, but it is absolutely an important conversation that you have to have. And you got to look at the rest of the financial picture. It's all the pieces of the puzzle. And how does that one happen to fit? Well, we tend to say stuff like, all right, let the math kind of dictate a bunch, you know, a bunch of the things, let some logic play in and go into play. And then you could apply like the tummy rule, right? Like, okay, so if it just really is going to make you feel better to get, you know, the house paid off and then you're going to yeah. sleep at night better, then yeah. that certainly carries yeah. a lot of weight. But let's put yeah. a couple of real world things to it for a second. 
Okay, so if you only owe, like, let's say, because we're talking most of our demographic is retirees and pre-retirees. If, let's say, you're, I don't know, 60, 70 grand left on the mortgage to, to get it paid off, and you definitely yeah. have that, you know, in your accounts somewhere, that's very tempting to people, right? So then the question oh, sure. becomes which account to take it from. Like, is it wise to pull 70 grand out of a 401k to pay off the house? You know? Probably not. Okay. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Oh, God, it depends. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> It's, you know, how much else is there? I guess that's that's what it really does boil down to. How much is, how much is else in that account, just, you mean? How, well, how much is in all the other accounts, too? Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. do you just keep going because it'll eventually get there? And it's not the, it's not the, how much do you owe? It's what's the value of the house? What's the equity that you What about in? the interest rate? Does that play into it? Like if you've got a really low interest rate, yeah, I the 70 keep, grand's tempting because you've got it, but I mean, yeah, it's a really I low would, interest I, rate. Yeah, yeah, no. No, if you have, if you refinanced a couple of years ago and you're, you're you're still using that really low interest rate number, I would probably not recommend yeah. um, paying it off. I mean, but if you've just, got a higher rate and the money's there yeah. and you've well, got, if you have, yeah. well, if you have a higher, if it's a really higher rate, you should have refinanced a long time ago. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, this so, is true. Because now, because now they're taking back up. So yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, I, I knew that. I knew the house one was going to get us because it's oh, a sure. very it's and it's, it's also a very personal choice. Like I said way and it's one of the most imp- the emotional ones that you you can talk to anybody about yeah. it's yeah they they're very attached to where they live right or they're, or they're not at all and they don't care yeah i don't care <laughs> get rid of it whatever yeah okay well and again a lot of times i think that the course of action for people is to get the math and the logic laid out and then yeah. you've got the numbers. Then you can let that you know tummy rule kind of slide yep. in and say, okay, yep. I know it makes, makes sense. Yeah, I know it makes sense logically and mathematically to not do it, but I would just feel better. Well, then, okay, that's a decision you can make. So yeah, yeah, uh, all I right. Agree. That was the first one. Uh, next one. Next one here is uh, nobody needs life insurance, Charles. Once they've retired. I guess it depends on what kind you have and why you bought it in the first place. Well, the if, traditional thinking is we get it for you know protection of the kids and the family and the income in case we die young, right? But as a retired true. person, I mean, you can still replace income with it as, as a tire, retired person. So it's still well, yeah. Possible, I mean, right? if you have you have term insurance, which is death insurance. That's what you want when you're young, and you have a lot of unpaid future expenses like mm-hmm. college and you know all of that, right? Or do you have cash value life insurance, which is building up cash value? Um, and when you take it out, if you have the right kind of stuff and you do it properly, then it's going to be tax-free income to you. So we're talking with a lot of people about the, the, the cash value idea. Yeah. It's tax-free income in the future. And it, it, it might be a significant piece of the right kind of a piece of the puzzle for all of the parts that you want to have for retirement income. And so it's there. Plus, if you die, there's a death benefit, but that's not the primary purpose for buying that kind of insurance. That's why I said, what kind of you have. Right. And, and that's the you, big difference. Yeah. Big difference. Well, you mentioned old fashioned with the house thing. I think insurance sometimes, if you're treating it the old fashioned way, then yeah, you could probably easily make that argument to say, well, nobody needs it once once you're retired. But if you're looking at all the different things you could use life insurance for, there's a lot of things as a, a retired person could definitely use it for. Oh, no. And some of the stuff that's out there now, you can take the cash value that's in it. And instead of, if you don't want income, if you need it, you know, and you get to the point where you're really older and you um, have long-term care expenses, then it can go for that too. So yeah. there's, it's a very flexible concept if you use it properly. And that's just having an important conversation with folks and making sure they understand 
you know, make sure I understand what what you want to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. And then making sure that they understand some of the tools that that we can recommend to them so they can accomplish those things. Yeah. I think there's, there's a big piece right there is the communication on really any financial product, obviously, (laughs) but with some of the ones that are more complicated, like insurance products, you know, making sure that you convey to the, to the professional what it is that you're trying to do, what you want to do, and then let them say, and then let them make sure that they're explaining it to you correctly as to why it might be useful and how to use it so that you don't wind up going down the wrong path and just kind of thinking about it the wrong way. Um, All right, let's do another one here. The tried and true, uh, we're talking old fashioned, I guess, on some of these. So we, as uh, you know, we're taught to, you know, get a job, go to work, pump into the 401k, uh, work ourselves, you know, through life and putting that money in there. And then when we get to retirement, we'll be in a lower tax bracket. Yeah. Let's That's defer, the, ta- let's defer yeah. taxes on stuff today because we'll nothing, be in a lower tax bracket. Nothing wrong and, with that. That's what we've been told for 50 years. But how, how often do you see it, Charles? I do see it, although it's becoming rarer because the tax, the tax rates from the seventies down to five or 10, you know, let's just say in the last five years mm-hmm. have they're down at the lowest level they've ever been. And probably I mean, will be for a long time. <laughs> oh, I, no, I don't think they will. I think taxes are going to go up. I think right. Yeah, I'm saying taxes. we're probably at the lowest point we're going to see in oh, a no, very yeah, long we're time. At the, yeah, we're absolutely at the lowest point that they're going to Taxes are going to go up. The question is, we don't know how much. We don't know how quickly. Um, or for and how long. <laughs> so I, well, I think it's going to be inevitable. I mean, I just think, and it's going to go, it's going to, you know, when I started working, the highest tax bracket, marginal tax bracket, that's the the tax you pay on the income that you earned with your last dollar that you earned that year was 70%. In World War II, it was 90%. Right. This is crazy. Um, and and it, it, it's in, 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 in this day and age, it's incomprehensible. That was a tough word to get out. But that's what it was. And so are we headed back in the direction towards 70? I think absolutely we are. So you may, in fact, still be in a lower tax bracket. And we work really hard with people to make sure that if we're going to do things as they get into that point in life, yeah. that we we know don't go into the next tax bracket. Let's take you to the top of the one you might be in and do some creative things in there, like maybe doing a, a Roth conversion or something like that. But let's not bump over that one and go to a higher one, especially if there's a big jump from the one you're into the next one. Man, and we so, you know, we lose our mind now if, you know, somebody uses the wrong word or, you know, whatever the case might be. Can you imagine the freak out that people are gonna go through if they were we were hit with seventy percent taxes again? It'd be crazy, right? Because there's so many people out there who just have no. Co- I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm 50 years old. I don't have no clue what 70 percent would look like, right? That just no, be mind boggling. No, no. It, no, it's incomprehensible. Yeah. It is, but you know, we're, we're we're headed that way. We just we just are. We yeah. just are. Yeah, the so, uh, the daily outrage would be uh, be, be pretty rough. And, I mean, and I get it. Nobody likes paying taxes. I mean, I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay seventy percent either. But you don't we, mind paying taxes if you get value back for what you're paying. For. Well, okay, that's fair. That is fair. I like that. And and I think at this day and age, we're not sure anymore. That's true. Well, that, we're very confused about a lot of that stuff. And again, we've yeah. talked about it a million times because financial education is virtually nil. So, um, oh, yeah. All right. Uh, credit cards. You should never yeah. use. You should never use these, Charles. These are bad. This seems to be one of the silliest ideas ever. Why wouldn't you use it? It helps you build better credit scores. Yeah. We have we have seven or eight, and I just rotate through and use them. Use them. I think the question is, is do you know yourself? I think the question is, is do you know yourself, right? For credit cards. Like, I think it's a very Uh, cool, 
it's a fantastic you, you, tool if you use it yeah. like you're just talking about. But well, if you yeah. know you're going to get this thing and there's going to be a big limit and you can't, you don't have any willpower, then yeah, it could be a bad thing. Well, that's like anything else. Yeah, it is. I'm diabetic, but I love sugar. Well, then <laughs> right, you've right. got a problem. Right. I'm, I'm sorry, but you that's, that's not the credit card's fault. Yeah. It's your fault. They're a great tool because all you have to do is use it. Pay it off. Use it. Pay it well, off. you know, use especially in today's off. in today's environment, right? Like I have this one, and I have a specifically set with a low limit on it, just to just to you know kind of protect myself. And all I use it for is those online purchases and those reoccurring, you know, like things like a streaming charge or something like that, yeah. right? Something that yeah. something that you're going to get hit with every month, so that you know exactly where they're at, and you can go through it and kind of just see what's yeah. you know in case there's anything erroneous on there. And it makes life pretty easy. And that's all that Joker's used for, you know? Yeah. We use Costco cards for almost everything because we get cash back. Yeah. And there's the miles thing. A lot of people do a great job with that stuff. Oh, so. yeah. If, you, if, yeah, if you're going to be traveling and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I had I had airline miles when I retired from uh, being a mutual fund wholesaler, which I was traveling all over the northwest part of the country for a few years. And I had years and years and years of miles. So, it, you know, it just depends on what you want to use it for. But to not have one doesn't make any sense. Yeah. There's some places you can't just you can't go without one. So, yeah, very true. Very true. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's kind of silly to, you know, that's, again, kind of an old school thought of, you know, yes, bad credit or bad debt, excuse me, I should say bad debt is certainly something we want to try to avoid as we get close to retirement. But saying I've got to get rid of them all and cut them up and throw them away. That's yeah, that's not the credit card's fault. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be efficient. You got to be smart. Uh, Social Security started as soon as possible because this thing is, you know, we've done this a million times. It's running out of money and I want to get my money. Yeah. It's a math game in a lot of respects. They're not going to run out of money. Medicare is going to bankrupt the country if it hasn't already. Social Security is not. It's easily fixable. I've said this over and over and over again. But it becomes, a, if you start it as early as you can, or if you wait, the, the real final answer is, do you know when you're going to die? If you start at 62 and you die at 70, it was a really good deal. If you wait till 70 and you die at 72, it was a bad idea because you're going to get, you're going to take out less. Right. But every year you wait, you make 8% more on it. You get an 8% raise plus the cost of living, if there is one adjustment. And it all becomes a function of, if you do the math of all of the variations, it's about a 12-year break even. That's what we have found over the years. And we, you know, it's, it, but so. And when you, you say that, you mean like getting a check for 12 if I, years? If I, yeah. If I wait till I'm 70, then I've, I've got to live to 82, 82 before, okay. I've, before I've caught up with what I could have had if I started at 62, even though I was getting less. That's the way that's the way you try to figure it out. And it's not worth doing. It's it's because you don't know when tell me when you're going to I've always said, you know how much you're going to spend for every year for the rest of your life. And you can tell me the day you're going to die. I can create a perfect financial plan. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah your, check your, expiration the, your, date, check, yeah. your check to the funeral home will bounce. That's perfect. And so, uh, yeah, I don't think yeah, I don't know about you, but I don't have an expiration date stamped on me. So no, uh-uh, we don't know. But I Social Security I, is I one know, of those. Would things. you want if to, you, I don't think I'd want to either. It, you know, if you don't have any other source of income and it's going to be Social Security, then that makes sense. But, oh yeah, no, definitely. You know. I just think I don't think I'd want to know my expiration date. Huh? Not for sure. Some people, some people are very. It's a very interesting concept, right? You can sit there and go, well, then I could, I could accomplish all the things that because I know I've got a timeline. And it's like, well, accomplish them anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. Why not? Why not do that? Well, yeah. I, you know, I Sherry says all the time, you there is a you're better by this date than you will be later. 
but you know, sure. so well, that's best true. if used by here. Okay, right. I could do that. I like that. Yeah, best if used by. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, there you go. So that's some. Um, you know, those are those big things. Clearly, those are those big you know financial debates that pop up: the credit card, the house, all that kind of stuff. Uh, used wisely and working wisely with a financial professional. You know, there's there's no reason why you can't accomplish the things you need to accomplish. But again, a lot of it comes down to being honest with yourself, admitting what yourself what your strengths and weaknesses are, and then turning to professional to help you. You know, kind of shore up those strengths and weaknesses. And as always, if you need some help, reach out to Charles. Find him online at pelotoncapital.com. That is pelotoncapital.com. Drop us an email if you'd like. That's what we're going to do right now to wrap up with Buddy in Scottsdale. He says, Charles, man, I am quite ready to retire, but I won't be old enough for Medicare for another six months. Stick it out till then or, you know, find a way to cover that cost for six months. Well, you could always COBRA. And it's just going to be expensive for six months till Medicare kicks in. And the other question is, do you just want to work for six months? There's not a there's not a right answer. It's it's probably you ought to just man. probably you ought to just wait. Yeah. To be honest, unless you just absolutely can't hate your job, because the Medicare stuff, uh, the medical expenses can. You, you, that's not something you just want to take a wild guess at, and and because it can be financially devastating. If you suddenly something happens, um, yeah, and, and six months you, is really close. I mean, like six months is close, and the probability is you will be you would be fine. But if you cobred and because cobra, all you're doing is picking up the whole cost of your insurance, so your employer is not picking up anything, and so it's usually three or four times more than you've been paying into it if you're paying something, just because that's what the employer kicks in. Yeah, um, yeah. Or you can take a risk and just cross your fingers and sign up for Medicare's fast as possible. Well, buddy, I, I mean, and in our office, talk to Sherry because she knows how to do that. And, yeah. you know, we'll connect you with the lady that does all of our Medicare insurance for us. We know enough about it to know that that's not something that we want to specialize in. So we have somebody that does specialize in it. And um, we'll talk to you about it, Sherry, especially because she knows that stuff inside and out. Yeah, I think that's, you know, at six months, there's probably not too much we can't deal with for six months. But you know, I guess unless, like you said, unless it's just you absolutely hate your job or it's like literally killing you or yeah, something, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, six yeah. months is probably something you could do fairly, e- fairly easily. But probably, probably weigh the so. options, reach out to Sherry, reach out to the team, uh, have a conversation, see what makes the most sense for you. And speaking of reaching out, Charles, I uh, want to finish up with uh, some upcoming workshops you guys have. Uh, seven critical actions to take in uh, case of dementia. So talk to me about that. <laughs> yeah. We're doing this in conjunction with the Dementia Society of America. Uh, Kevin Jamison is going to be a co-presenter with me. I have him on a videotape. He's the founder and the president of the Dementia Society. He's going to be talking about the aspects from his personal experience with his wife of how dementia impacted his life. Mm. And we're going to be talking about the financial component of how do you deal with things like that? Because dementia is the big umbrella. Yeah. uh, that covers all kinds of things like that. The, probably the most prominent one that people know about is Alzheimer's. Right, right. Uh, and, I've, and I've said it before, every 66 seconds, somebody comes down with Alzheimer's. Um, so it's it's scary. So we're doing these, two of them, one on Tuesday, the 28th of June. It's going to be in the afternoon at 2.30. And another one on the Thursday, the June 30th at 10 in the morning. We're going to do them at the Holiday Inn and Suites, which is actually, if you want to find out more, call the office. But the the address is 14255 North 87th Street. It's right off the 101 and um, Rain Tree there. And they've got a nice nice little room to do it in. And we have some refreshments and we just are going to give you all the scoop. Runs about an hour and 15 or 20 minutes. So there's a lot of information. 
Um, and uh, we're just we're excited to get out and start to do these. We'll be doing them on a regular basis going forward, and we'll do some other workshops or webinars. Uh, so stay tuned for that because we'll let you know for sure when they're coming up. Okay, so it's seven critical actions to take in case of dementia with Kevin Jameson, uh, president and founder of the Dementia Society of America, along with Charles Scott. It's going to be at the Holiday Inn and Suites in Scottsdale, uh, North Air Park. And that's Tuesday, June the 28th at 2.30 p.m., Thursday, June the 30th at 10 a.m. So if you'd like yep. to reserve a spot, definitely give a call, reach out. Uh, any any charge for this, uh, Charles? No, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 All right, no. so it's complimentary. This is, like well. a, this is like a community service, and we're working with the Dementia Society to, okay. to get the to get the, get the info out there. Yeah, fantastic. Well, here's the number and the website again in case you need to reach out, folks. 480-513-1830, 480-513-1830, or go by the website and shoot them an email at pelotoncapital.com. Let them know you'd like to attend. PelotonCapital.com, P-E-L-L-E-T-O-N Capital.com. All right, my friend, thanks for hanging out with me and sharing some good information, and I will see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you, Mark. Looking forward to it. And we'll see you next time here on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.